Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, and welcome to Sunday Gravy. I am Blake, and I am joined by Senior Pastor of High Point Community Church, Mr. Robert Joseph Hill, a.k.a. Joey Hill, a.k.a. Joey, a.k.a. Jojo, a.k.a. Hey, bud, come here. Yeah, man, this is crazy. Yeah, also also joined by Mr. Matt Ragsdale, uh, student pastor and worship leader at High Point Community Church. Say hello. Hello, hello. All right. And so uh, we come to you today uh, with uh, Sunday gravy, meaning the Sunday extra, but gravy just sounds better. (laughs) It's always better with gravy. Always. And we all just enjoyed some gravy for lunch, actually. Mm. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, some of the best gravy in the South at the White House restaurant mm. in Warrior, Alabama. You got to do it. Mm. got to do it. <laughs> so uh, to, we'll be uh, in this podcast covering mostly a recap, review, critique, whatever you want to call it, of our Sunday morning sermons. I'm not going to say critique. I'm not. Please don't. We'll be gentle. So, yes, please. Uh, also, just anything else that comes to mind. And so we come to you. On Monday, May 9th of 2022, the day after Mother's Day. Mm. Mm. So, Joey, yeah. would you like to give us kind of a quick synopsis of, would you, you want to start with that? Maybe a quick summary or big takeaway, big points from the message from yesterday? From Mo- yeah, man. I, I think that, you know, the main thing for me on Mother's Day was just to really communicate to moms that, that you know, no matter how you feel, you know, so many moms out there feel like a failure. They feel like, you know, that they just don't measure up in so many ways because there's just a lot of, I don't know, just a lot of thoughts out there in culture, expectations that say, hey, you got to, you know, you got to be able to cook healthy gourmet meals and you got to be able to pull off all this extravagant stuff for your family. And then you got to look good while, mm. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got to have a clean house too. And you got to basically look great while you do it all. And so, and I kind of got a lot of that from my wife, and so she was sharing a lot of that with me. And I, I just really wanted yesterday to be an encouragement, you know, just to kind of say, hey, you don't have to buy into that. You don't have to, you know, that God has a different plan, a different mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, That's definitely what I got from it. So how about that? <laughs> mission accomplished. So, yeah. And uh, we're not moms. <laughs> exactly. No, we're not. Uh, so... Uh, Matt, I definitely I want to get to worship here in just a second. I, Joey, I did make a few notes um, that during the sermon. I was in the second worship service of the day, and just the things that came to mind for me while I was while I was listening. Uh, first off, um, verse five remind me of the chapter again. I didn't put the chapter down in Philippians chapter one. Oh well, there you go. You can see how glued in I was. That's right, because it's a study on the book of Philippians. So it naturally, is. naturally, when you do a study of a book of the Bible, you generally like to start with chapter one of that book. So we it helps. will. It helps. Uh, verse five. Um, because of your partnership 
in the gospel from the first day until now is what Paul says. And that was like, man, when I, when you read that, the first thing that came to mind and you went on to essentially say this in a, in a much better way, but man, Paul, he don't pull any punches, does he? No. He lets you know right out of the gate, like you got a responsibility here. Yeah. Like you're not, um, it's kind of the, uh, you know, this is your reasonable act of service top, top, you know, that's his tone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It is your, it's your partnership. It is your fellowship. It is who you are now. It's why you exist. Mm. And the, another thing that really jumped out to me and I, I kind of chuckled and it was a funny part, but you said, uh, like moms read Proverbs 31 and they walk away thinking, uh, yeah, you know, every, every mother's day, they come and hear a message on Proverbs 31 That's right. That's right. and the Proverbs 31 mother. And you know, all the ladies out there have uh, 15 t-shirts that say something about Proverbs 31 sure. <laughs> from every women's retreat they've ever been to. But, uh, they, uh, they read that and they're like, yeah, that ain't me. Yeah. It's mm. the lady I want to be, but it is not the lady that I am. Mm. It's tough. <laughs> and, and kind of the main thing that I wanted us to get to today, this is a part, part that I thought was uh, really interesting, is tell us about this book, How to Raise a 30-Year-Old. Here we go. <laughs> I, somehow I knew that was coming up. <laughs> well, there's no – there's no. Uh, that's the beauty of like deciding to write a book. You don't really have a deadline out there. I don't have a publisher. Nobody's pushing my buttons or anything like that. So it's just basically just kind of like when I feel – like something comes across my te- my desk or just comes through my life and goes this needs to this needs to be put down in a book and so so that's kind of become my collection yeah so just in case somebody wasn't wasn't part of a service yesterday to hear the explanation kind of give them the quick premise synopsis of that book sure yeah the title most definitely is going to be how to raise a 30 year old and the idea is like you know when you're a parent and you're holding a child for the very first time you're you're, you know, you're thinking to yourself, how's this going to end? You know, it's like now I've got this human being that's counting on me for everything. Mm. And so you begin to, you begin to wonder like, what's this kid going to be like when they're 30 or 40? You know, it's just, so you begin to have those thoughts as a parent. And, and the idea is if you, you know, if you want your child when they're 30 years old to be someone who loves God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, well, you need to go ahead and picture that, what that's going to look like, what that's, what that's going to, what that's going to feel like for your child at 30. And then you actually re-engineer that backwards. Like you walk that back from, from the time they're 30 all the way back till now, as you're holding them in, in your arms as a newborn, you're literally thinking through the action steps that you're going to have to take between now and then to reach that goal. Because just because you want that to happen and you pray that and hope that for your child, that's not just going to automatically just fall out of the sky. Yeah, on your absolutely. So that was uh, when you were sharing that as part of the message. I uh, I noticed a lot of head head nods. Yeah. During that part, yeah. I'm sure you probably did too from from your perspective. Uh, but I noticed a lot of people were, you know, they were jiving with you on that the whole you know re-engineering backwards kind of thing but you know me here we go <laughs> i never know what this is going to be for me when when i'm listening to that i'm thinking of well first off i agree with you 100 uh-huh. percent. i don't disagree with the premise of the of the book in any way shape or form so i 100 percent agree with you but i i constantly the way i process things is to think about okay but what are what are the rebuttals 
Like, what will people say in response to that? Sure. And, like, response to your, you know, you, you basically pitched your book. You're trying to get some pre-sales or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> in pitching your book, um, in pitching your book yesterday, um, I, uh, the, the thing I thought about was, so, and I'm going to answer my question, but I'm, I'm just kind of throwing this out there as okay. like a, you know, just come out here and dr- drop this, you know, nice little gift and then walk away, I guess. But I'll kind of answer my question in the way that I ask it. So how to raise a 30 year old re-engineering it, go, going backwards. Now then explain based on that, then how about, what about just lousy people? Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that exist out there. And I'm being very frank, you know, so people that are, that are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very depraved, very mm-hmm. sinful, just very, you know, whatever. Um, that somehow miraculously have kids that turn out to be mm-hmm. absolute saints. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. What about people who are faithful servants of Christ, salt of the earth people who end up raising someone who is, and and by all outside perspective, as much as we can, you know, judge a tree by its fruit, sure. have uh, done all the right things and mm. how they've raised their child and like kind of how you were referring to yesterday in your and your mom what was her her verse as a yeah. mom in proverbs 22 6 right train up a child in the way they should go and right so what about not depart yeah exactly so what about salt of the earth type people mm. followers of christ who have bought by all outside accounts done just that mm. but somehow raise you know absolute hellions um <laughs> So what, what yeah, would you say to questions. yeah? What would you yeah. say to both those circumstances? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the the heads up on that question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I mean, really, what you're doing is you're really poking at the heart of really a probably a deeper conversation about you know how important are people's actions, right. you know, versus the sovereignty of God. Right. And and so like I, I'm a firm believer in both. I'm mm-hmm. a firm believer that people's actions do matter, but I'm also a firm believer that. God is in absolute control. And so, like, there is a part, there's a whole part of me that's like, I'm not really worried about how my kids turn out. I'm, they're in God's hands. They're that's right. absolutely in God's hands. But in no way does that excuse me to sit back and say, okay, well, I'm just going to kick my legs up on the, you know, right. watch, check out, you know, all these episodes of uh, whatever I'm into and uh, let the kids raise themselves. I mean, so I would say, you know, like, that's really what yesterday was about, too, because we have a ton of salt-of-the-earth people in our church. I mean, amazing people no doubt. that have done a great job in parenting. And, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, we've got people in our church that have hellion kids. I'm just saying, like, maybe things don't turn out the way you envisioned. But you kind of just did. Sorry. Okay. I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, no, no, you're I good. apologize. You're, you're good. You're good. I appreciate it. Um, I, I would say that, you know— for the most part, you know, really what yesterday was about was really about just kind of hope 
giving that hope to parents and letting them know that, you know, that, you know, maybe you haven't failed, you know, that the mission is still the mission. Mm. And so for that reason, you know, despite the circumstances and how things play out, you know, you, you know, while we can sit back and say, hey, I'm going to control my investment. And that's right. one thing you can't control. Absolutely. You could always control the investment, but you can't control the return. Yeah. The return is still kind of out there. Yeah. And so, so really in the, the mindset to me in the book, as far as raising a 30 year old is like, I'm going to do, and it's my job as a parent to be that bus driver, to, to, you know, carry my kids wherever they need to go in order to become everything that God has called them to be. And so I'm going to do everything within my power to make that investment. But ultimately the return is going to be up to God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were on family feud right now, here we go. You know what I would say? What? Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. Thank so you. no, Thank that, that, you. no, that was, um, that's why I was saying if, um, you know, based on the way that I asked the question and you answered it exactly how I thought you were going to answer it, because essentially what you're talking about there is, is a balance between those two things. Absolutely. That's exactly where you started by saying, you know, so if a, if, if, you know, by all exterior accounts, you have a very sinful, lousy adult who happens to raise a child who becomes, you know, an absolute you know, saint follower of Christ, mm-hmm. then in that sense, God is sovereign and God is merciful. Absolutely. You know, but then on, on the other, on the other end of the spectrum, if you have someone who is salt of the earth, who does everything correct by all accounts through biblical instruction, but somehow raises a child that ultimately ends up rejecting, then by, we are responsible. We cannot control the outcome in, in that regard, right? Like exactly. The, the, ultimately, that individual is responsible mm-hmm. for, you know, surrendering their heart and their Absolutely. life. And so, anyway, Absolutely. so that yes. I thought that was mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. If, if um, the other thing, the, the this was a quote from the message that that I really liked is was it's not about mistakes; it's about the mission. Yeah, yeah. It's not about the mistakes. And I think so many times we, especially as parents, we focus on the success and the failures of our children. And and I think a lot of times we equate our own personal worth and value from that. You can see that. I mean, good night. You see that at the ballpark. You see that, you know. Social media. Social media. I mean, you see it in so many different ways that parents are like, I really want my child to be successful because – when you think about it, it speaks volumes about you as a parent when mm-hmm. your kids succeed. And I think so many times parents get locked in on, you know, doing everything they can to either erase mistakes mm-hmm. or avoid them at all costs. And I think mistakes, and of course my wife would be quick to tell you this is Joey Hill to a T, because I'm a big fan. I even mentioned it Sunday about swimming. Our kids need to learn how to swim with sharks. That's just yeah. that's just part of it. But um, mistakes really do grow us. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um, and they're painful. Mm. But I think a lot of times we pray incorrectly. We pray for those mistakes to either be gone or not even be in existence and uh, or be a speed bump in our life. And the reality is it's not about those mistakes. Um, and it's easy to judge how well you're doing on those mistakes. What really matters is this, is the mission still a go? Yeah. Mm. 
is the mission still a go for this kid? Absolutely. And it is. Yeah. yeah. I thought that led really well into your last, um, your final three point. Well, technically your final point was the, the prayer that you gave for yeah. moms, yeah. Uh, which was fantastic. I should have, I should have noted it so we could read it right here, but yeah. I'm failing. I should have memorized it, but <laughs> I'm failing as a co-host. So, but, um, the, the three points that you gave, mm-hmm. uh, pray for, and I, and I only wrote down the second one. So, <laughs> to be but, fair i got one and two. Oh, you got one but and i missed two? number three D- okay you got, so can okay, you all right you do number one then you do okay one. so the first one was a mother's mission no 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 no, no that's no, not those what I'm are talking the three about. points no i'm not talking, oh, you're about, talking that. about the prayer yeah part okay okay yeah yeah like don't pray for this pray the for motives. this yeah, yeah 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 okay the motives and mm-hmm. i i wrote down the one that i liked was pray for wisdom not intelligence yeah um, yes so that was the that was the one that jumped out to me and i i, I like the others don't get me wrong they were great yeah. okay and i'm yeah. sure that they <laughs> but uh for me that was the one that jumped out i and and the quote that i thought of when pray for wisdom not intelligence is mm-hmm. you know it's the whole distinction that people always make between intelligence or um wisdom and knowledge right mm-hmm. intelligence knowledge kind of the same thing and and um you know the old uh the old quote is knowledge or you could also say intelligence is recognizing that a tomato is a fruit but wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad mm Mm. Like, that's like right. That? That's, I like that. That's right. nice. That's deep. That is deep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, yeah, you want to share the yeah, other yeah. two? Yeah. Basically, you know, each point, you know, Sunday was showing you a truth, but then how to use that truth. Right. And the truth that came out of those particular verses is, and I think we all would agree with this, prayers are laced with motives. Mm. They really are. There's a reason why you're making that prayer uh, or voicing that prayer to God. And they, and a lot of times they, they come from a, a desire for other things rather than the mission. And the desire needs to be, I'm praying for my kid because of the mission. And so this, and how do you use that? Well, it means when you are praying, you pray, you pray for your children in this way, you pray for their heart, not their circumstances. And when you pray like you said Blake you pray for their wisdom and not their intelligence I'm Mm -hmm. not saying you don't pray for their intelligence I'm just saying you pray for wisdom not intelligence and you pray for joy versus happiness yeah yeah see I liked all of them Mm -hmm. I thought they were good (laughs) I just just wrote down the wisdom intelligence thing because I I have that quote in my back pocket so Mm. anyway Mm. well well done well done I enjoyed it I enjoyed the message and uh and I thought the worship was good too. I thought you yeah. did good, Matt. I so appreciate Matt, that. I'm so glad you're still here. I would love for you to. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if he was going to contribute. <laughs> no, I, uh, so uh, kind of just for anybody who's listening, give us a rundown on the uh, the worship set from yesterday, the song selection, and anything you'd like to add as to why you chose any particular song or 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 whatnot. So, I I will say there in 2022 there is a lot of fantastic worship to choose from, which makes narrowing song choices down. Not so easy. Um, but every month Joey kind of gives us a little heads up on like, Hey, this is kind of where the series is going to go. And this month is on joy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, kind of joy and suffering joy, you know, on mountaintops and in valleys and, um, really in any part of life. So we started off with a new song that's new to our congregation yesterday, house of the Lord. And 
literally it sings, you know, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Um, just kind of emphasizing that from the very get go, um, talking about joy, singing about joy. And then we moved into, um, really the last three songs of the set. We're talking about God's faithfulness, um, all cornerstone, stepping tone, stone type things for us to have joy. Um, we, we sang the Lord, our God, um, which literally is saying he's ever faithful through the ages, through generations, um, in the darkness and in the light, he leads us. Um, we sang a song that many of our people love that we've done quite a few times, uh, new wine, where it talks about in the pain and crushing in life's not so greatest moments. Um, Jesus is doing something there. He's, he's mm. making us new. He's, he's shaping us and sculpting us and, mm. and um, molding us to look more like himself. And so there's purpose yeah. in that. Um, and it's a really great song. And so, and then one of, I would say probably one of our congregation's growing favorites is a song that we've done a few times called Evidence. Um, and just kind of capping off the service at the end by saying like, yeah, I see this. Like I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. Mm. Um, through your faithfulness, through everything that God has done. Um, and then it kind of ends with, so why do I fear? Mm. Because I, I'm, I'm looking at the evidence um, throughout history, throughout generations, in my own life, in my kids' lives. Um, I'm seeing the evidence of God's goodness all over me. So why should I fear? Um, and, and man, it's just worship is so, so much fun um, because we, we're getting to sing and worship together. And it's, it's a lot of times it's a lot of fun because we're getting to do new songs and, and bringing some of those old ones in from time to time, the good old hymns and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, so, so what we'll do is normally I'll walk through, okay, so like this month is on joy. And so we'll, we'll try to find songs that kind of emphasize and like help, you know, prepare people's hearts for the message, um, and sing stuff like last week we did cornerstone, like things like that, that talk about like, okay, Christ is my cornerstone. He's my rock, my firm foundation. Um, he won't fail me stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I hear you're a pretty good youth pastor too. I I try. Mm-hmm. I try. It, it's uh, yeah, that's where a lot of my time goes. And so, um, yeah, which I was going to make this comment earlier, just from a um, student pastor's perspective, that that whole um, swimming with the sharks thing mm-hmm. um, really resonated with me as well. And I know it did with you too, Blake, because um, I think what we try to do is I think what, what we tr- like to imagine is that we'll never have to swim with sharks. But the reality is like the world's full of them and you're going to be in there with them regardless which is why wisdom is more important than intelligence and, um, and stuff like that. And so um, preparing students for how to swim with the sharks because you're going to go there regardless. And it's not trying to avoid the difficult road. It's, it's, it's knowing how to walk along it. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you shared that about worship because this whole time I was just thinking you like the beat of the song and I didn't know uh, <laughs> why. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Hey, um, nah, they do. We, we do choose songs based on lyrics. So yeah. we're, we're not going to, yeah. There's so, a purpose behind it. Folks. There is. There is. So that's that's one of the reasons why we wanted Matt to share that. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue to do this. And uh, anyway, they, they do, he does a great job and so does the rest of our worship team. And so mm-hmm. yes. uh, I do have that prayer pulled up that Joey shared. And maybe we can just kind of end with this for today. Um, and again, thank you for joining us and hopefully 
you can continue to do so. Uh, Sunday Gravy will be trying to put out an episode each week, if at all possible. So uh, I'll, I'll finish with this prayer that, that Joey shared for for the moms in the audience to to pray over their children. Or a, as you said, you show me a mom who says this prayer over her kids every day, and I'll show you mom of the century. That's you right. know? So, And so I'll end by reading this. And this is my prayer for my children. I pray that your love grows for God more and more as he gives you knowledge about himself and you grow deeper as he gives you insight from deep places. I pray these things so that you may so that you may be able to tell the difference between what is his best for you versus what you think is best. I pray that you stay tr- true and pure to the mission because the one who has called you to it is coming back soon. I pray you let Jesus Christ bring out the best in you so that your life is an extension is an extension of the gospel. It glorifies God and you enjoy him forever. Amen. Amen. Forever. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. Well, you guys have anything else to add before we go? No, if you just uh, miss Sunday, you know, you can always uh, listen to it on our website or our app. That's and right. then we also have, tell them about Sunday Plus. Yeah, so Sunday Plus is available along with each and every sermon. So it gives you um, essentially the um, kind of a, a look at your notes, basically. Yeah, it's a transcript of the message yeah. and then any additional information that goes with it any kind of background research that i did stuff like that yeah and then this podcast that you're listening to right now mm. is just the icing on the cake I see. Mm. so good and icing without cake doesn't last very it's long. like the gravy right. it's like the gravy on the steak well that, that was we kind of ate. the point of the podcast oh, that's, that's why we called it Sunday i was gravy. trying to <laughs> by the way <laughs> Every single week, if you were if you were to come hang out in our office, it would you would hear Blake and Matt going at it over something. Yeah, yeah it's always something. So welcome to our office. Yes, All right, welcome to our office. So uh, again, we thank you guys for joining us, and uh, next time. Sunday gravy.